Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham, and I can't tell you how excited I am to have our own Sarah Roundy from the Epic program with us today. Good morning, Sarah. Hey, Dave. How you doing? I'm great. I say good morning because for us, it is early in the morning. Who knows when the podcast plays, right? It is morning for us. Yep. And I invited you today, Sarah, because there's some fun things going on this month. We're in October now, and we're in what I consider the best time of year, October, November, December. It's my favorite. Cooling off, the snow comes, we get all the good stuff, football, Christmas. But first, we've got Halloween and a lot of fun stuff going on in October. Kids are back in school. A lot of them are actually physically in school, which is yeah, a good thing, right? It's good. And as a part of that, this month, we'd like to talk about safe routes to school. Yeah. So Dave, there's a lot of things about safe routes to school when we talk about that um, and what parents and community, the community can do. Have you ever heard of a safe routes walking plan for your children? I've heard of it. And as a matter of fact, I've looked at it for my school and let's just say it's not realistic. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, every school is designated to have one of those. We're wanting to encourage schools to walk and bike to school safely. So every school has to have a, a route. And some of the things that you can do this month would be to pull those routes out, check them out. And like you just mentioned, it's not realistic for you. What is? And then start having those conversations with the school administrators or the city council or people in their community to figure out what the problem is or why kids aren't walking and biking to school. So that's something that you can do this month. But an amazing thing that's happening this month and throughout the school year is there's a challenge. It's called the walk and roll. Do you get it? Roll. Uh, I'm feeling <laughs> the beat. <laughs> so you could, it's a walk and roll challenge and um, anybody can do this K through eight you can do it if you are attending school in person, if you're doing it online, if you're doing a hybrid, it doesn't matter where you're going to school. And if you can't walk or bike to school, you just need to be physically active for 20 minutes. So what you need to do is Google Safe Routes Utah and you'll pull up their website and there'll be this challenge. And every day that your kid is physically active or walks or bikes to school, they can check this chart off. And at the end of the month, they submit it, it's all online, and then they get entered into a drawing to either get a helmet, scooter, reflectors. Some kids have even won bikes before, so I would encourage all of you to go check this out. That's a great idea because we all know how much kids love to compete. Yeah, especially my kids. So it's pretty cold where I live. We're about 10 degrees colder than the Wasatch Front. And so they're getting to the point where they don't want to ride in the morning because it's been literally 39 degrees when they have to get off. But it's super important for them, I think, to get out and get moving before they go and sit down all day. So I make my kids ride. <laughs> Good for you. You're a mean mom now, but they'll appreciate it later. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. And so this is available to all kids, no matter where you're going to school. Yeah. Even so if you're homeschooling, right? Yep. Doesn't matter where you're going to school. Just be active. We want people to get out there, move around and be successful. So yeah, look that up. Safe Routes, Utah. Perfect. So another big thing going on this month is it's Farm to School Month, the month of October. Yes. And I love, you should love this. I do. I love everything about this. Tell us about it, Sarah. 
Okay, so farm, National Farm to School Month, this is a way where we can celebrate our school nutrition professionals. This would include everything from where we get our produce and who we get our produce from to how it's being served and where it's being served. So we can highlight the farmer, we can highlight the cafeteria workers, we can highlight the procurement process. So there's a lot of different ways we can celebrate Farm to School Month. To really totally break this down to its very basis, if you've never heard of Farm to School Month, this is about getting local produce from yeah. local farms onto a kid's lunch plate, right? Yeah. We're trying to get local produce or even local honey, local poultry, local beef. This is where we're getting from the ground to the cafeteria. So there's lots of different ways that our schools can do that. Just talk to the cafeteria lunch workers. They'd be more than happy to talk to us about how we implement some of these things into the cafeteria. And it's such a great idea. It helps out your local farmers. It's better for your kids. It's great for the environment. You don't have those big transportation costs because we're hauling produce from 2,000 miles away. It helps everybody involved. Yeah, it helps the community. It helps our economy. Um, we're buying local foods from local farmers here in the state of Utah. So our dollars are actually staying here, which is another great thing. It's not processed. It's natural. So Right. And we're not eating what are essentially our green tomatoes forced to turn red. We're eating right. real tasty, good, grown locally tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. so th something that you can watch out for, which, com which is coming up, it's not all the way finished yet, but there's going to be a harvest of the season where schools can focus on commodities within the season. So whether that's looking at honey and, I don't know, tomatoes, Winter squashes, fruits. Winter squashes, yes. And we can highlight that during the, during the school day with the children. That's cool. I mean, in the spring, you're still in school. So when those first crops like the peas are coming on and everything else, there's always going to be something there. Yeah. Another thing that, that you can go talk to your teachers about, or you can even start on your own. Have you ever heard of school gardens? I have heard of school gardens, and I think All they're right. fantastic. Tell us about them. So school gardens, that's just where the actual school site would have a garden and you would just go out and introduce those. You can have the kids learn about science and nutrition. They can do a lot of different things when it comes to the school garden. So that's just where you would plant your own garden at the school and the kids can watch it and you can harvest it. It's kind of a really fun way. If you can't do that, you can also do a garden in the classroom. Just start something small. You can get like those cups or something and put a seed in and watch it grow. And the kids love that. It's a fun thing for the kids to do. Right. So many kids don't grow up with a garden or in a rural area. They may grow up in more of an urban situation where they're not around gardening. And it's such yeah. a great thing kind to of funny. teach. Yeah. I have, I have a funny story about that. So my husband has, they have a cattle ranch. And I asked them if they knew where milk came from. <laughs> and they knew where milk came from, but then I asked them if they knew where hamburger came from, and they didn't know. And so as a parent, I thought that was a real big uh, a fail on my part. I'm like, okay, I've got to get them back up and showing them and get them to know where their food is coming from because they didn't realize that pork, for example, they didn't realize that bacon came from a pig, and that's the same thing as where ham comes from. So it's a learning experience. It's a good, fun time for them to learn about where their food is coming from. Right. And I don't think your kids are unusual that way. If the only place you ever see fresh produce is the grocery store, how do you know where it comes from? 
And there's so many benefits, not only from learning how a plant grows, but kids gain an appreciation for local agriculture. So, so Dave, yeah, here's a cool thing. So Dairy West, they kind of oversee Utah and Idaho, um, and they work within the communities for dairy, obviously. There's a great thing for anybody, teachers, or if you're at home, they are doing virtual farm tours. So they would get on the computer, they would watch a farmer kind of go through the process of what it's like to raise a, a cow. Um, it's pretty neat. So go on to Dairy West website and you can either request for a tour or there's a couple of them. One would be highlighting a tour in Idaho and there's also one highlighting a farm in Utah. So that's in the month of October as well. Wow, I would encourage everybody to do that. Every kid needs to see this. I remember going on a field trip like that when I was a kid and it wasn't new to me because I grew up with a grandfather who owned a dairy farm and I used to love to go over there and play. So I knew a little bit about it, but this is just an opportunity kids don't get normally. And I think it's super important. Otherwise, nobody cares when agriculture land gets scooped up to build houses on. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Because the groceries are still in the store. I can still go buy my carrots. It doesn't matter. But it does matter. And without that awareness, we don't understand how or why it matters. Yep. So that's a fantastic opportunity. I hope everybody takes advantage of that. Another thing going on this month, kind of related, is it's National School Lunch Week coming up here uh, next week, right? Yeah. So next week, we've got two fun things. We've got National School Lunch Week, where did you, okay, let's play a little trivia. Do you know which president created the National School Lunch Week? Mm, I don't, but I am willing to just take a guess. Okay, let's guess. I'm going to guess it was Kennedy. Dave, I feel like you cheated. I Did I get it right? <laughs> you got it right. Oh, I actually, there are, there, there's a note here that you put up, but I promise I didn't read it. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, he created this week so that we could celebrate the healthy school lunches that the children get. What's cool right now during this pandemic of COVID, all students should be receiving meals free. So if your kids go to lunch, they should be getting meals free. Hopefully, depending on legislation, it could end by the end of the year. But because of that, we want to ensure that all students are receiving meals So whether you're at home and you're doing online learning, you can always reach out to your school and figure out how to get a meal if you're worried about that. Um, Another thing that's pretty neat that's going on in our state is we passed a breakfast bill in March. People probably don't know about it because then that's when the pandemic hit. But every school that offers school lunch, by the end of the school year, they also have to offer school breakfast. So that, there's about 150 schools in our state that aren't doing that. So if you're worried about your kids getting nutrition or getting a meal, that's coming down. So talk to your school about that. Wow. So school breakfast, either already there or coming soon to a school near you. Yeah. And they've got lots of fun things, Dave. Have you ever heard of breakfast in the classroom, second chance breakfast? We've talked about this before and those are great uh-huh. ideas. Maybe you can share a little bit about those. Yeah, so second chance breakfast, there's a couple of high schools up north where between first and second period, they have breakfast. So while the kids are walking to and from school, they just grab a sack and they go on to second period. So that's called second chance breakfast. 
Another popular thing would be breakfast in the classroom. So as soon as kids get to school, they grab their lunch, they go to their seat, they have breakfast, and then they start their day. So those are some fun things to do. My daughters like to refer to people who have a second breakfast as hobbits, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'll eat anytime. Uh, So also with this day, it's also Apple Crunch week. Oh, yes. Do you know what Apple Crunch is? I do. As a matter of fact, I've been enjoying an apple. I've been sneaking it in during our podcast. Oh, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it crunching. I'm very stealthy. Yeah, I like it. So Apple Crunch, we designate, you know, next week to highlight an apple. Talk about Johnny Appleseed, make an apple pie, eat the apple with caramel, just do lots of fun things with an apple. And we're just trying to highlight one thing that comes from Utah, we've got great apples. So We do have great apples. And right now they're all being harvested. They just have been or about to be. And apples are very affordable this time of year. And you can get so many varieties and they're so good. Yeah. And introduce them to your kids. Maybe they've never tried a yellow apple or a green apple. They always just see, you know, the red. uh, Red delicious. Yeah. They just see those at school. So if you can, maybe introduce them to some other, do a taste testing. That would be fun too. Oh yeah. My girls have tried a lot of different apples and they each have their favorite. It's kind of funny. Fun. Yeah. (laughs) So school lunch week, apple crunch. We've got farm to school going on this month. A lot of fun, exciting stuff. And you get to be around all of it. You lucky lady. I do. Isn't this, this is, this is why I do what I do. I love this part of my job. October is pretty fun. We kind of, you know, we're four to six weeks into the school year. We feel like, you know, we can be excited and do some fun things. So let's get some of these activities or some of these ideas over to the kids so that they can feel some excitement and some normalcy during the day. Absolutely. Great idea. And Sarah, if it's okay, I'd like to invite you back again in a week or two as we get closer to Halloween and start talking about maybe some ideas for healthy Halloween for the kids because COVID or no COVID, there's going to be Halloween stuff going on. You can't deny there it. Really so. one. I'd love to come back, Dave. It's always an honor. You're amazing. <laughs> I wish I was at the beach with you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I wish I was actually at the beach with anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us today, Sarah. It's always fun to have you here. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Have a great week and we'll be back next week on the Epic Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.